right. So in the early 2020, the pandemic changed everything for us all. I don't think I need to get into it because, you know, we went through it. Uh, one sector that was significantly impacted was the arts. Um, some people might be surprised, actually, to learn that British Columbia has a dance community that's renowned uh, around the world. These dance organizations not only excite local audiences, but they actually travel the world with great success. But uh, obviously, the last couple of years have been challenging. And, and Brent Belcher, my next guest, is is a director of uh, Brent Belcher, Belcher Arts Management. And his job is actually to take these groups on tours around the world. And we've talked to him a couple of times over the last couple of years. And I'm thinking that 2022 might have been a bit better than 2021 or 2020. Brent, how are you doing? Really good. Thanks. How are you? Good. So let's let's go back first. I mean, way back, you and I talked, I think it would have been oh, early 2020. I think it was 2020 or 20. It was, it was in there in the middle of 2020 and everything was stopped. And, and tell me about that, the challenges that you, the people you work with, the arts community, how it was faced, what it faced back then. Yeah, no, it was it was quite a blow, of course. Uh, for, for me personally, like I, I've had my... Um, my my agency where i'm working with different dance companies uh, i work with uh, four companies here in vancouver and and then nationally other four across the country and then some international companies as well and uh, the thing was when things stopped uh, like i was out on the road in amsterdam with 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 uh, i guess my the most famous company i work with was kid pivot and we were in shows in amsterdam and on a world tour we were we were actually on our way to uh, Beijing and, uh, oh, wow. and Moscow and St. Petersburg, you know, and of course <laughs> those are different, difficult places to get to yeah. these days for sure. But um, you know, that was that, but uh, basically when it all stopped, uh, I, I found myself with the other companies that I was working with, like I was literally canceling about 200 shows uh, for them that I'd booked over the previous years. So it was like shutting the, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole thing but then shifting and and kept multiple shifts over the time because you kept thinking oh it's yeah. be over in three months that's <laughs> right you would rebook 200 shows you know three months later hoping that that this would be over and obviously it wasn't that must have been the complexity of that i can't even imagine yeah it was a bit hair tearing out sort of complex <laughs> but yes it was indeed not to mention the fact that of course you're not making any money or these dance these dance groups aren't well they're not touring yeah. they're not making money Exactly. I mean, like as an agent, you, you make money off commissions, yeah. off shows that happen. So a 15% commission on a, on zero <laughs> is zero. So yeah, there was all of that. They, and now, yeah. how do they make it through? I mean, artists are always challenged financially, I think. And some of these people you represent are doing really well. But still, it's, you know, to go to zero and ha- there's no backup generally for dancers. But some of them were doing some innovative stuff. There were some that were trying online stuff. You know, was there stuff that you were that yeah, there was, a little bit there was yeah there was definitely like a shift to online and uh and different uh partners were able to uh you know continue on with things and uh and that uh, it was it was a bit of a, a stop gap uh for me like i i work with you know live art and mm-hmm. and of course you can watch it on your computer screen but it, you know it's being in the theater and that that's what that's where i always wanted to get back to so mm-hmm. i didn't really dig in on that but of course whenever opportunities came up for those sorts of online events i i pushed and i you know i got as many gigs like i could for my the artists that i work with but the the real big savior was the federal government with its uh you know serb and Mm -hmm. uh, and other other sort of uh bailouts that they did and uh and like like you said like artists survive on nothing so it didn't take much like that (laughs) that you know they were already prepared a week that was great yeah (laughs) yeah it's true 
the next time I talked to you, you actually were starting touring again, and you'd gone to—I forget when it was. It might have been—it was you were. I was surprised you were you were actually going for it when I talked to you last time. At that time, I thought you're gonna you could you're gonna do this, and you did it. And it, but there were it was touch and go for a while there when you restarted up. Yeah, the startup was was a bit rocky, and uh, and I think people were people were kind of. Uh, I think there's there's all the things that we did prior to the pandemic, and then coming back into it, and and you're like like the for instance the crew would you know typically they would go into the theater at 9 a.m. the day before the show and come mm-hmm. out at 11 p.m. and then following day they'd go in at 9 a.m. and then do a show at 8 p.m. and of course that comes out at 11 and then maybe loading out until 2 a.m. if it's just one show and then getting up and doing it the next day and uh, and all of a sudden like crew members are going like really this is what I did you know like and of course right. they were paid for it but it's a uh, it's everyone was tired and uh, and you know everyone was like I, I can't believe I used to do this and of course traveling was so hard you know with the with the with the testing yeah. and airports that were all jammed up yeah. and of course we just experienced that so yeah lots of lots of things were a little rough but yeah we've been at it and and doing lots of good things since and and you had to check to it. bags it was like there was no escape from that and um and then think and then of course the risk of somebody one person getting covid would have meant the whole thing would fall apart oh yeah and and that was the thing like we kept you know we'd we'd have this these different testing regimens like in in german like you'd, you'd go around in europe europe and uh Germany would be one place where they were very strict about testing. You'd you'd be testing mm-hmm. every day before you'd go into the theater. Uh, you get to uh, you get to France, and it's like, oh, nah, don't worry, you know, don't worry about it or whatever. So it was like a different different sort of thing. But they had these uh, they had the passports that they lo- rolled out prior to our passports that you know were working for mm-hmm. for people. So yeah, there was all of that, and and uh, we had some close close calls with shows where someone you know had a faint line and then did the second test, and it was like, okay, it's negative, and we're able to go on so i didn't lose any but i i know so many examples of of colleagues that you know shows just did not happen and uh, you know uh, i know that the national ballot of canada last christmas with their nutcracker they just they they had a, they had covid running through the company and uh, they had to just cancel the shows eventually and they'd worked so hard to get it back and then and then just it just took them down and uh that so yeah so you managed to avoid it you you did you manage to avoid covid for the whole time, at every single well, airport I, I in the did. world, you pretty know, much. Like, that was the thing. I, I I managed to do it until I took a holiday this summer with uh, to Peru, and I managed to catch it there, and that was just a it's, holiday. But, it's your punishment uh, anyway. for taking taking a time off. Exactly. Twenty twenty two. We're wrapping it up. Uh, what's this past year been like for you? Has it been as normal as you could hope, or close to as normal yeah. as it used to be? Yeah, I think I think for me the thing that was the most the I think the most of like refreshing was was just how all these shows that had been postponed still happened and uh, and not not every maybe hmm. one of them but like I'd say like ninety percent of them and the partners that I was working with all over the world were you know really tried to still mm-hmm. you know make it happen and and that and uh, the artists were still keen to go and it was just it was just really great to see that I'm you know you're holding a contract from you know, from two years ago or three years ago, and, and you're just crossing out, crossing out. And, and then finally it does happen. And you're thinking like, oh my gosh, this is, this is, this is great. So that was, I think, probably the most, you know, encouraging thing. Yeah. And now we're on to the, the new stuff. I know. Yeah. So that in, in this past year, though, when you go in, because you've been and done so many shows over so many years, but what was the mood like when suddenly you're kind of back to normal and doing these shows? Was it a, a different sensation? Obviously, dance is one of those things where the audience 
you can sense the mood and the audience, and, the, and they really feed off each other from the, the performers and the, and, the, and the audience. Was there any difference? Was there a higher energy coming from the crowd and from the dancers because of being oh, th- gone through this? For sure, and I know I, I know a lot of times, like, and, and I felt like I was in a in a theater that was just coming back because a lot of my artists were kind of first back on the road, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd be going around, and and literally as the the lights would go dark for the show to begin, the audience would just erupt into applause because they were just so happy to be there and back, and uh, and that was just something that really kind of pushed us all along and made us feel you know great about it. Yeah. So there, there's definitely all of that. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good feeling, and it's 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 great to be back. But you know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough thing. And of course, a lot of audience members haven't come back, and you know, we're we're still trying to get them back into the theater because they're afraid. I, yeah, it's it's different things. Yeah, I think hmm. there's there's a fear, of course, with some of the old, especially the older population. Right. Um, they're they're still being a little uh, more careful about how they how they consume things and that, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people just. You know, like even for me personally, like I haven't been to the theater, like like the movie theater, right? Like I was at all. Yeah, that's true. Neither have I. I. I've gone a couple times. Yeah, that's true. Although I don't like uh, action movies, though, and these superhero movies so much. That seems to be all you can see in movie theaters these days. Yeah, well, exactly. There's that. What does 2023 look like for you for for the tours and stuff that are uh, are? uh, Yeah, no, it's 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 looking it's looking good this is the this is the season like in january you sort of sign all the contracts of all the things you've been talking about all fall so yeah. i'll know in the next month but i'm off to new york uh, like next next week and uh, and hopefully there'll be lots of good conversations and the actual shows start happening so yeah i think it's going to be a good year and hope for the best yeah all right brent i appreciate you spending some time with me today on boxing day i appreciate it yeah Good, good, good luck in 2023. Thanks, Brent. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Okay,